everybody has different opinions. I don't claim to be the you know the guru on every, all things business. I I can only relate my experience, but I welcome a debate. You know, it's a great way to get the comments uh, lively on uh, you know below the episode. So that's another factor that I look for. You hear all the bull about marketing every day. Make your money in your sleep. My new offer is crushing it. My guru could beat up your guru. It's time to go right to the source and get the truth about marketing. With your host, the founder of CopyChief.com, Kevin Rogers. Hey, welcome back to The Truth About Marketing, the show where we go deep with the actual experts to learn the real results of what works best and sometimes doesn't work best in their own marketing campaigns Thrilled to welcome my guest today, Andrew Locke. How are you doing, Andrew? Good, Kevin. Yeah, thanks for the invitation. I'm ready to go deep. <laughs> Let's go deep. Uh, Andrew is a great marketer. One of the things I love about what you do, Andrew, is that you've just created your own world here. You produce really high-quality content uh, on your web show and your podcast called Help My Business. And this is something you've, I think, I consider you an innovator in this field. I think you were doing, you know, web TV long before it was sort of the thing to do. Yeah, I mean, obviously time flies uh, in this world, but um, I think I was one of the first, certainly in the business world, uh, to do it um, back in 2007. Um, so, you know, but it's actually, it's exciting to see, the growth of an interest in podcasting. Actually, right now, there's a huge resurgence. Um, and, you know, a lot of people are discovering it for the first time. So it's it's really exciting. Yeah, it sure is. And um, what's changed for you over over the years of you know, producing uh, video? Uh, I think a, a lot of things change. I mean, you know, the, everything kind of goes through cycles and, you know, just personally from my own um, experience, uh, frankly, you know, when I look back at my first episodes, I'm up towards 200 now. And um, mm. the first ones kind of make me cringe because I, I realize <laughs> how bad a presenter I was. But, uh, you know, I was still passionate about the topic and I think the content was good. But um, so from that point of view, you know, the more you do it, the better you can become. I really tried to focus on making it entertaining and uh, engaging as well as providing good quality content. So that's something that I've realized over the years is very, very important, especially to stand out from the crowd because there's no shortage of podcasts out there now. For right. me, as you know, I do video as well, which uh, kind of takes it to an extra level of uh, complication. And, you know, sometimes I I uh, wish it was simple with the uh, audio, but uh, you know, it's again, video is a good way to uh, offer something a little different. Um, I think the um, people are people resonate with podcasts uh, to a greater extent uh, now than they did in the past. We're mm -hmm. seeing um, the op we're seeing, let me start that again. Mm -hmm. In a lot of new cars, there's technology where uh, people can listen to podcasts. You know, whereas before it was kind of like FM radio and a cassette. Right. And you know, of course, <laughs> right. I'm going back. But, you know, then then we had CDs and then we had MP3s. And uh, interestingly now, of course, 
you know, with with everything being digital uh, for the first time, we, a lot of cars manufacturers are giving us the opportunity to listen to podcasts as one of the options. And that is just a, a phenomenal revolution. You know, that's only going to obviously make things better for all of us that are doing podcasts. So very exciting. You know, I, I love I love kind of um, how this process and, and industry is constantly evolving, constantly changing. And um, there's always new opportunities. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, as a note on that, are you familiar with the podcast called Startup? Yes, yeah. Yeah, it's a great show if, if the listeners aren't familiar with it. It's one of the top business podcasts uh, done by a, a former producer of This American Life, which is one of the most successful radio shows and in, in podcasts. And it's a fantastic show where um, – uh, I can't remember the guy's name. You know it off the top of your I, head. I forget, yeah. Yeah, but he takes us through his journey of – very awkward journey in the beginning of starting up a company about uh, podcasting, uh, a podcast company where they're going to produce several shows and they're out you know, to win investors. And what was fascinating to me that I didn't realize how few people really even know what a podcast is. You know, the, the majority of, of the, your potential audience out there hears that word and goes, I don't know what that is. That's something I, I kind of know what that is, but I don't even know how to listen to one. Mm-hmm. Where do I even get to that? You know? Yeah. And so you're right. I mean, we're just at, at the foothill of this incredible opportunity. And even though you, you scroll around iTunes and you see so many shows, uh, I think that's it just means – that should be encouraging to you and not discouraging because it means two things. One, a lot of people are having a lot of success with it. And two, those are all opportunities for you to invite guests and be guests on those other shows. I, that, I agree. Yeah. Um, Alex is his name, isn't it? Yeah. Alex, Alex Bloomberg. Bloomberg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I completely agree. And in fact, you know, probably like you, um, I'm a big fan of listening to other people's podcasts. I mean, I have, I guess probably um, close to 10 that I listen to regularly, you know, that I have on my phone uh, and listening to listen in the car, like I mentioned. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess that proves the point, too, that there really is something for everyone. You know, you, you don't want to do a Me Too podcast if you're thinking about it. You, you want to, you know, everybody is a unique individual. You are the most, you know, there's only one of you and your history, your background, your experiences and so on. And so everybody can approach it from a different angle and bring something fresh and different to the table. And that's why I love listening to all these podcasts, you know, because each one does offer something different. Yeah, great point. That's right. And sometimes it's it's just you and the way you talk. Like you said, you know, uh, follow your instinct and uh, don't, don't just sort of steal somebody's line of questioning. <laughs> I've seen that done quite a bit. Oh, you know? it's absolutely. It's a big trap to fall into is, yeah. is modeling your own podcast because you are a fan of someone else's. You know, it's so much better to, to be authentic to who you are your own style, your own personality, and, and let that evolve over time, you know, and it'll just keep getting better. Yeah, I love it. All right, Andrew, I'm going to ask you the big question here, but I definitely want to talk a little bit more about your video and, and how you plan them because mm. they are very entertaining and, and, you know, funny, but always full of meaty content. 
but I, I don't want to spoil any of the surprise because I don't know the answer to this question sure. before I ask it to people. So let's just dive into the big question of the show, which is what is the one thing you did in your marketing that produced the most surprising results? Well, when I tell you the answer, I guess in some ways it's obvious. Um, and, uh, um, I'll explain it because I, I, I don't want you to be disappointed with my answer. <laughs> uh, for me, uh, unquestionably, it was creating a video podcast because, you know, there's so many different methods of marketing out there, as we know. And, you know, everybody kind of says, you know, do this, do this, do this. And it's overwhelming. I mean, what, what do you pick? I mean, just to, just to keep uh, a presence on social media alone, could easily be a full-time job. I mean, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, right. And so you have to be selective. And when I, um, I, I think it was a, a, an event at, uh, that Yannick Silver put on many, many years ago, in fact, one of his first events, um, that, that really kind of solidified my path down this road of, of making video podcasts my main um, marketing method and and the reason I did that for me, the reason I made that decision was uh, um, I I very much analyzed who I am, what my skill set was, and uh, um, you know you, people may not may or may not know that my original background was actually in the entertainment industry first as a uh, video cameraman or TV <clears throat> cameraman for the BBC and. Uh, uh, after that, producing live events and also managing celebrities. And so I was very, very much immersed in the world of TV, you know, ever since I really left school. Yeah. So that was something I knew inside out. I mean, I, I knew inherently how to produce mm. a good quality TV show. And so when I started to think about, you know, what what could I do? What should I do in this world of online business, which is something that I really wanted to um, pursue and delve into, I realized that, um, first of all, I had great business knowledge from from the management side of what I'd been doing, managing celebrities and so on. But on the other side, I knew how to produce TV. So for me, you know, once I really thought about it very carefully, even though video podcasts were very much in their infancy and just starting to emerge, I realized, you know what, this is a perfect fit for my uh, background, my skills, my interests. And I knew that I could bring something fresh to the table that people would, um, you know, resonate with. And uh, within six months of launching it, um, the show, I mean, surprises me now, but, you know, it's its a beautiful thing. It, it rocketed to, to the number one spot in wow. iTunes above all these well-known businesses wow. and organizations like Harvard Business and Advertising Age and Business Week. Mm. So I think that in itself, you know, I don't say that to boast. I'd say it yeah. to show you that um, anything is possible, you know? I mean, I, I was just this immigrant. No one knew me uh, <laughs> coming over from, from England mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, created a podcast from scratch that, that went to that number one spot on iTunes in six months. I mean, anything's possible, you know, just go with, go with your gut and, and use the things that you are good at. You know, that's the biggest thing, I think. I love it. I love it. Now, now I'm curious because some people might say, well, you had all this insight and experience working in television, but it was behind the scenes. Right. Well, that's an interesting thing. I mean, I kind of alluded it 
to it earlier in as much as I, I was behind the scenes. So that was something that I knew how to do. But going in front of the camera, I mean, I was a nervous wreck. I, I, uh, you know, looking back, I, I don't think I did a great job in those early episodes. But I was, you know, I, I was the main thing was I was very passionate about the topic. And I think mm-hmm. that passion comes through. And, and I think one of the other things to remember with video podcasts is no one expects or even wants a very slick, um, polished, you know, Ryan Seacrest style uh, <laughs> presentation. I mean, I love Ryan. I mean, he's great on TV, but right. video podcasts are, are, are supposed to be almost, you know, a little bit raw. And, you yeah. know, you really want that close connection with the audience and I, right. I think, honestly, that's one of the reasons why they're so effective, because they engage multiple senses. And mm. ultimately, in, in any type of relationship, you want people to know, like, and trust you. And podcasts really, in my opinion and experience, accelerate that process of getting people to know, like, and trust you. And so I think that is the reason why they are such an effective medium for marketing. Yeah, that's so great. That's exciting. And again, people can go to find your show at uh, helpmybusiness.com. Is that's that correct? It. Yeah. 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 And free see episodes over there. And um, yeah, yeah, and just great stuff. Like you said, 200 now that, you, that you've produced. Um, and every one of them, uh, I just love the pace of them because you're taking your time. It doesn't feel rushed and hurried. But there's never a wasted second, you know. I'm never, right. n- I never do, anxious. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was kind of you, kind of you to say that, Kevin. I do, um, I do put a lot of effort into those shows. You know, it's very easy to just put something out there, but um, I really have developed a process for that. Uh, I try and kind of vary it up a little bit to keep it, you know, to have the surprise factor there. Mm-hmm. I always try and make them useful, relevant interesting and engaging a lot of british humor in there you know very dry humor uh, which is you know right up my street and um you know I, occasionally i do episodes on the road i've done episodes from disney world from dubai from yeah. singapore um from other countries in asia which is always fun i do um uh interview style episodes um i've done episodes where i've had a studio audience which was absolutely mm. A, a real blast to mm. interact with uh, uh, an audience live. I've done a few of those. Uh, so I just have fun with it, you know, but it is very much a process that I've developed as you kind of uh, mentioned earlier. Yeah. So, so let's talk a little bit um, about that uh, process. And first, first thing I'm curious about is you know, what, you know, what qualifies as good subject matter for you? To me, it's anything that, first of all, contains a story because audiences love stories. I mean, I know that you are very familiar with, with the importance of stories. Mm-hmm. And so I always think, you know, can I, can I present this and wrap it in a good story, an engaging story where people can't kind of guess the outcome? So that's one thing. Another mm-hmm. factor that I look for is, is it controversial? <laughs> controversy works like a treat you know for me um i love it when it when it kind of starts a good debate and often i'll say to the audience you know maybe i've had an experience and i i express my opinion about that but i'll always say do you agree with me you know or or do you have a different view on this because Mm. i welcome that debate you know i mean obviously we want to keep it civilized but um you know 
everybody has different opinions. I don't claim to be the you know the guru on every, all things business. I I can only relate my experience, but I welcome a debate. You know, it's a great way to get the comments uh, lively on uh, you know below the episode. So that's another factor that I look for. Um, I I'm a, I'm a I tend to be wary about uh, news items that are ultra. Um, what's the word that that, that sort of have a time limit because some of my shows are are recorded a few weeks in advance. I'm, I'm cautious about that, but um, you know, there are kind of news stories that tend to hang around a little bit more. So for example, you know, if I was to talk about Donald Trump um, in the context of the uh, candidacy, I know that that's got a a long um, shelf life, you know, so obviously I'm, you know, I'm not, it's not a political show, but I may right. mention something in a business context. You know, for example, that's a, that's actually a good uh, – it is a good example because he, he does have a business background. So I may draw on something there. Right. And, of course, everybody knows that he's in, the, he's in the political, you know, the race for the presidency right now. So that would be an example of something that I know that I could use uh, without having to worry about it being, you know, weeks ago by the time it, the episode airs. Right. I see. That's an interesting time frame because maybe a year from now or two years from now, it, it might feel a little dated, but the lessons would surely be evergreen. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I'm always thinking about the audience. I'm always trying to bring something fresh to the table. I don't want to just regurgitate, you know, the, the same kind of content that other people are doing. Right. And, um, you know, I, I like to challenge myself, frankly. I mean, I, I, I am a recovering perfectionist and uh, <laughs> i you know i so because of that i'm i'm always want each episode to be the best it can possibly be so i you know i have to have a balance because i've got to get it out there <laughs> yeah I, I, if you don't mind i'd love to abuse uh, my our relationship and ask you a few kind of practical practical questions about video because i'm sort of sitting at a place right of now course. where i'm i want to do more video and uh, I'm realizing through mistakes, like soundproofing this little studio I'm building, for instance, just like like covering the entire wall with it and learning that that's not necessary. <laughs> you can you can scatter these things about and for half the price. So w- what are what are some like what does it take to produce something that looks good? I think about Marie Forleo, if you know Marie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and again, it goes to your point of just start. Right. But um, in in the beginning, her show was pretty raw. Uh, you know, she always looked good, and, and her content was always great. But but now she's got this. Just I mean, everything's perfect. You know, pro lighting and yeah. and set and, and everything is just top notch. Um, yeah, she does a great job. I think to your point, um, it is important to start and get it out there. Just as my shows early on, you know, yeah. were were definitely. Uh, you know, I didn't feel like I was, um, you know, I, didn't, I felt that they could be better. But it is important to start and get it out yeah. there. Better to be prolific than perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few things that I would consider to be uh, the essentials. And, and it, they, they also kind of tie in with the common mistakes that people make. So one of them is to have sufficient lighting. Mm-hmm. So uh, you also don't want to mix lighting sources. So, for example, you know, if you have a nice bright room, maybe a, a big window or, you know, French doors or things like that, then 
you can film in that environment and just use natural light or outside too, which is great too. I mean, there's nothing to beat nice, bright outside lighting. Um, if you uh, are in kind of a uh, you know a dark place or you you live in a dungeon, um, <laughs> maybe you own a castle and the only place that you have is the dungeon to film. <laughs> You know, we don't know, do we? I mean, everybody's different. <laughs> Just torches on the wall. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> so obviously then you've got to rely on, or maybe you live in Nebraska, you know, where it never gets the sun. <laughs> um, so uh, you've got to, you've got to uh, introduce um, artificial light. And the easiest way to do this is to go down your local uh, hardware store like Home Depot or whatever, you know, um, store like that. And buy mm-hmm. one of these big construction floodlights, like a 250-watt minimum or 500-watt. That kind of thing is perfect. And what you want to do is point it up to, to the ceiling so that you get the bounced light down. Because mm-hmm. if you point it at you, first of all, it's going to blind you. And secondly, um, it will be too harsh. It will You'll just kind of get blown out and you, you won't be able to see the detail uh, in your face. So by bouncing it up against the ceiling... It diffuses the light, it, it raises the overall level of the light, and mm. you'll get a much, much better quality picture just by doing that one simple thing. Yeah, that's a great tip. The second thing, and again, this ties in with a mistake that a lot of people make, is the audio quality. So mm. um, it doesn't matter what camera you have, you cannot rely, even in the highest quality video camera you cannot rely on the built-in microphone it's you must 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 uh plug in an external microphone now the easiest way to do that is what they call a tie clip or lavalier microphone which is the the type that you see newscasters where it just clips on your clothes either you know on a on a lapel or on the top of a dress mm-hmm. uh, you want it basically as high as possible a mistake that people make is to put it too low, like in the middle of their chest is too low. Mm. Um, and, and that will, that in itself will dramatically improve the quality. There's a, there's very interesting, uh, research been done about how people perceive or judge the quality of video content. And what they found researchers is that, um, the, the biggest, the single biggest component that people um, will judge the overall quality on is audio. I guess audio is like the, the red-headed stepchild of, of video production because it's, it's always the one that's, it's always the piece that's overlooked. And, um, the, the reality is yeah. that if someone watches a video and, and they, uh, there's a poor quality picture, maybe it's grainy or, um, you know, wobbly or that kind of thing they they will tolerate it if the content is good but if the audio is poor quality if it's you know there's a lot of hissing in the soundtrack or if it's muffled or you know just generally if they can't hear properly what's the point in in watching it because the audio is is the is the piece that you need in order to understand the content and that's why audio is so important so having that external microphone is critical to any type of um, any type of uh, recording that you do, man. Great, great tips. Yeah, the, I mean, just just some things you said in there helped me so much. Like I totally guilty of putting the lav mic halfway down my chest, thinking I'll keep it out of the shot. Yeah. 
but compromising right, right. So, um, quality, best, I'm best sure. Best way to so. do it, you know, if you're concerned about, you know, which you obviously are, about, um, you know, not to, um, not having it appear in the shot. You know, I didn't realize you were so vain, actually, but... Um, th- <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm realizing now the, it's a dumb well, thing to even worry about. The, the, like, nobody's the, nobody's the staring at that. The best thing to do, that, actually, you know? is to tuck it under your shirt or whatever it is you're wearing and then just poke it out the top and uh, clip it onto to the um, you know the the top of your shirt or the lapel or you know if, like I said if it's a lady right. then the top of a dress you know the 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 collar line if you want um, and uh, you know right. that it, having it highlight that will actually give you a much better quality uh, result. Thank you. Yeah, great tips. So um, and then let's talk a little bit about. What are the lengths? Yeah, it's of interesting because I've experimented with different lengths over the years, and um, much like copywriting, there isn't one single length that is the the definitive standard that you must adhere to. It's really a principle that as long as you're mm. engaging with the viewers and you're keeping their interest, then the the length isn't uh, isn't critical, you know, within reason. So, um, right. I've done shows that, you know, just uh, like, you know, five to ten minutes. Typically, um, the, the the average length, I would say, is probably about 15 minutes. But I've certainly done shows that are about half an hour, too. You know, some of the interview shows go a little longer. And um, interestingly, one trend that I have seen is a willingness for viewers to uh, want longer shows and and. One tip that I give people, too, is um, veer on the side of keeping it shorter to begin with. And then as the audience, you know, as you build the audience and you get the the know, like and trust factor, then you can start introducing longer episodes and and they'll stay with you. Um, And and the reason for that is because uh, when people are exploring and discovering new shows, um, often they will look at the length of them. And if they see a show that's like four, 45 right. minutes long or, you know, things like that, it does tend to put people off listening yeah. to it for the first time. So, you know, if you keep it short, you know, like five to 10 minutes, it's kind of, oh, yeah, you know, I can, you know, I can uh, listen to this and, um, you know, uh, without kind of having to worry about, uh, um, you know, is it is it going to be a good use of my time? So that's that's the principle. Right. Yeah, because and sometimes even if people are enthused to hear what you have to say, they'll look at that proposition and say, man, I just don't have time or I'll get to that over the weekend or something. And, and as we know, oftentimes they, they just might yeah. forget to come back. And one thing I do with this podcast is I have two varieties. You know, I do the interviews, which are typically about 30 minutes. And then I put out a second episode every week that's under 10 minutes. So that um, which is just me giving a tip. And that way, I feel like that's an opportunity for people who, uh, you know, aren't sure about me yet, which <laughs> uh, they have every right to be skeptical, uh, uh, you know, to say, right, let's, I'll give this guy eight minutes to, to prove himself. And then, I and then you smart. know, lock in I'm, that way. I'm actually doing something similar in that I'm also producing a audio podcast. Um, it's in the works. It's actually based mm. on uh, a book that I wrote called Big Lessons from Big Brands, which was actually a spin-off of uh, an, a, a segment in the show. And I've got 92 
chapters, and each of those chapters is going to be a couple of minutes. Um, you know, just a very condensed oh, yeah. um, tip, and with it being audio, that that kind of gives me another opportunity to reach people um, that prefer right. audio podcasts. You know, because some people do have preferences. Some people like to listen. Some people like to view. Some people like to read. You know, different different uh, uh, ways of consuming media. Uh, you know that's a that's a danger if we right. if we really love video we tend to think that everybody else loves video or you know with any of these mediums but everybody's different so it's good to have uh different um you know kind of that's an advanced yeah um step of course you know it's it's very difficult to do all of these things when you're just starting out but uh once you've got the systems in place uh it's good to to offer different types of medium uh, for people to consume for that reason, you know, everybody's different. Yeah, it's a great point. And, you know, you can cross purpose all of your content in, in, you know, video obviously is the most advantageous yeah. because you have the video, then you can just pull off the audio it, that's done. And then you can transcribe the audio. Absolutely. That's, and now there's that's your a great, blog post. Great tip. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's leveraging content in that way is very, very smart thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great stuff, Andrew. I really appreciate you, you making time for us today. Um, I'll, <laughs> I know you had uh, this great, really interesting career in, in, back in the UK. If I have this right, you worked closely with what would be the equivalent right, of, right, yeah, of Johnny, Johnny Carson. Carson or Jay Leno. Um, he was um, on primetime BBC, you know, remember we only had three channels at the time. So, you know, the audience numbers were, yeah. uh, were crazy. I mean, you know, 30 million people for, for a show, you know, each episode, wow. uh, was very common. And, uh, wow. yeah, I mean, it was, it was a, it was an amazing thing. I mean, you know, I, I really just like you kind of pinch yourself working with, um, John Carlton, you know, I, I felt the same way with this guy because, uh, I grew up watching him on TV and, uh, I, what happened was mm. I, my first information product I, I had created, and I, uh, I knew that this guy lived locally, so I contacted him, and uh, I was, I was, you know, kind of like a long shot, but I was going to ask him if he would consider endorsing it, and uh, he said, well, you know, come over and mm. and um, you know we'll talk about it, and so you know he invited me over for lunch, and so I'm sitting there like a nervous wreck. Um, wow. you know, I mean, literally grew up watching this guy for decades on the TV, you know, since I was a very young yeah. boy and, uh, you know, he looked at it, at what I'd created and he said, you know, it's good, but I think it could be a lot better. He said, would you like me to help you? So, you know, would I, oh my goodness. Holy so wow. actually what happened was I ended <laughs> up, um, spending about two days a week with him cause he was at this point, he was just starting to semi retire, uh, from the show and uh, for about a year, he he effectively mentored me. Um, from that point onwards, I uh, kind of worked creatively, creatively with him, brainstorming marketing ideas and so on. And then fast forward a couple of years, um, through a, a weird set of circumstances, his longtime manager passed away from cancer. And uh, out of the blue, he one day he said, "How would you feel about being my manager?" And so, you know, you can imagine the thrill that that was and uh, just such a fun time, such a fun experience. Um, it, it really accelerated my growth in the world of business. 
and uh you know i'm forever grateful for it so you know i mean i guess if there's a lesson it's it's don't be afraid to to you know to reach for the stars because um it what seemed like something right. that would be really impossible turned out to be something that was you know changed my life i mean it really did yeah and that's exactly what i sort of took from that story as you told it was um man you just never know you have to reach out you know uh and what were the chances that that man this superstar would not only respond to you but offer to help I'm sure you couldn't have imagined in your wildest dreams, and but yet there you were in his living room. I think a lot of people hearing this offer, you know, view celebrities as unapproachable, and and sometimes they are. Honestly, you know, I mean, everybody's different, but I think with him, mm-hmm. um, what he, the reason he responded was first of all the timing was right because he was just starting to scale back, and and secondly, I think he he mm-hmm. saw a lot of himself in me. Just you know, being honest about it, I think, and he expressed mm-hmm. that too. You know. He, he saw my entrepreneurial drive and he thought, you know, here's an opportunity to, to kind of give back and support someone that, that he, um, you know, he saw a lot of his own qualities, I think, as a, as a young, you know, because he was very much a hustler, um, to, to kind of get where he was. Yeah. Uh, so I think he saw that in, in me and, 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 and obviously too, we connected, you know, we had a, we had a good rapport. Um, you know, it, it wasn't a one sided right. relationship. Uh, you know, I was always thinking about what I could do for him too. And uh, yeah, it, you know, it just worked on a number of levels. That's fantastic. Boy, that's a huge takeaway. Um, all right, Andrew, I want to respect your time. I could talk to you all day. Uh, really appreciate you doing yeah, this. Yeah, it was and fun. I, I hope we really can do it again sometime. Thanks for the invitation. All right. So everybody check out Andrew at helpmybusiness.com. Uh, reach out, say hello. As you, as you just heard, magical things can happen when you do that. <laughs> but you'll enjoy the episodes and learn a lot about what it means to produce both uh, highly valuable and entertaining content by seeing Andrew in action over there. And if you want to learn more about copywriting, uh, meet the best copywriters in the industry, get formulas and templates for writing better, faster. Uh, join us over inside the membership area of copychief.com and we'll look for you there thanks again andrew we'll talk soon buddy hey thanks again for listening to the truth about marketing podcast if you like this show and you think other people would like this show the best way to spread the word is by reviewing and rating the show in itunes just log in click review leave a big old fat five-star review and let everybody know that you dig the show so that they can dig it too. To get all the links and resources we mentioned on today's episode, please go to copychief.com forward slash TAM, as in truth about marketing. And if you'd like to uh, learn more about how you can improve your sales copy with uh, templates, formulas, coaching, feedback, or hiring a pro, do all that on the inside of the members area of copychief.com, and I will look for you there. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.